It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Finance Daily, episode 336, Seven Pieces of Financial Advice That Forever Changed My Life, by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. And I'm Dan, your host here on the show. Welcome back to another week of some of the best personal finance content on the planet. And a big thanks to Health IQ for sponsoring this episode. Health IQ is using science and data to secure special rates on life insurance for health-conscious people. You can learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com slash finance. Again, that is healthiq.com slash finance. Check it out. And to keep things minimal for this Minimalist Monday, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Seven Pieces of Financial Advice That Forever Changed My Life by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. Motivational speaker Jim Rohn famously said, we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. One significant reason this happens is because of their example and model. As we recognize their positive aspects, we seek to emulate those characteristics in our own lives. Another reason is because of the conversations we have and the advice we share. The more quality time we spend with people, the more nuggets of wisdom we begin to hear from them. Over the years, I've been blessed to have countless positive influences in my life. Their example and their wisdom have shaped me in every way, including my financial practices. Here are seven specific ways. The seven most life-changing pieces of financial advice I've ever received. One, quote, most people who overspend their income do so in one of three ways. One, too much house. Two, too much car. Three, too much entertainment. Financial Advisor, 2008. I made a passing statement to a financial advisor friend of mine one particular evening over dinner. I had no data to back up the claim. It was purely an observation made on anecdotal evidence. I told him that most people I know who are living in debt seem to carry a monthly car payment. That's when he offered the financial advice above in the form of his own personal interactions. There are outstanding circumstances for sure, like medical emergencies, tragedies, job layoffs. But generally speaking, if you have a hard time living within your income, check your spending on your home, your car, or your entertainment, like dining, tickets, and trips. I have tried to keep all three modest ever since. Two, quote, begin your marriage living on just one income. My boss in 2000. My wife and I got married in June, 1999. During our first several years of marriage, we both worked full-time jobs. My boss at the time, a man I looked up to in countless ways, offered me financial advice one day during a short conversation by the coffee maker. He suggested, even though both of us had steady incomes, as a newly married couple, we should work hard to live on just one of the incomes and save the other. So we did. My wife's income each pay period went immediately into savings, and my income went into the checking account. One year later, that savings account became the down payment on our first home. And four years later, when we had our first child, we were still living on one income, which freed up my wife to choose to stay home if she desired. Three, quote, buy your car with cash. A friend in 2004. My first car, a Chevrolet Corsica, I bought from my parents and paid them back monthly over the course of one year. When that car began to sputter eight years later, I entered the marketplace to purchase another. Talking it over with my friend one day over a roast beef sandwich, he offered me his thoughts. Quote, whatever you have in savings, make that your budget for your next vehicle, even if it isn't much. Then, rather than making a payment to the bank on your existing car, begin making a monthly payment to yourself for your next car. Whatever you would have paid for a car payment, put it into a savings account. When your next car dies, 
you will have a bigger budget for the next one. Then repeat the cycle. You'll be surprised how quickly you're able to upgrade your vehicle over the course of your life, end quote. This is advice I have never strayed from, and it's totally true. Four, quote, if you can't keep a monthly budget, use a spending plan instead. A writer in 2009. In 2009, as we were just beginning our journey into minimalism, I was introduced to the idea of a spending plan. Contrary to a monthly budget that requires detailed tracking and frustrates many, a spending plan provides flexibility as it offers more of a snapshot, moment-in-time glance of your current spending. But the knowledge and lessons learned from the snapshot view of income versus expenses provides valuable insight for course correction. The idea is worth the effort for everyone. First, determine your monthly take-home pay. Second, subtract your fixed monthly costs. The money left over is your monthly discretionary income. With that number in hand, you are in a good place to determine where you'd like that money to go. Five, quote, you are never too poor to give. Parents, 1979. Growing up, there was not excess money around our home. In fact, only years later did I begin to hear the stories and understand how tight it was at times. The most significant involves a local grocery store raffle contest that happened to draw my parents' names on the very week they seemed entirely out of options to feed their young family. And yet through it all, my parents lived with a simple philosophy on generosity. We will give to charity and we will teach our children to do the same. Their example and their advice have revolutionized my life and my view of money. No matter how tight my money situation has been over the years, I don't think I have ever missed the opportunity to give away at least a small portion of every paycheck I've received. This is not because I made lots of money, quite the contrary. It's because I learned from a young age that generosity has rewards of its own and is always worth a sacrifice. Six, quote, never take a job just because of the money. Always consider the money, but never let it be the determining factor. A mentor, 1998. In 1998, following a two-year internship after college, I began the search for my first full-time job. I remember at that time seeking the counsel of a spiritual mentor of mine. Sitting across from his desk, I asked about money and how much I should let that factor dictate my decision. He responded with some of the best advice I've ever received. Quote, Joshua, you need to consider the money. A job that pays too little or seeks to take advantage of you will ultimately add stress and worry to your life and keep you from doing your best work, so you have to consider it. But never let it be the most important determining factor in your search. Always consider your talents and skills and strengths and the opportunity to make a difference in the world first. End quote. I have tried throughout my life to consider income in the jobs I have taken, but have never allowed it to be the most determining factor. And I have literally no regrets concerning the path that career advice has taken me on. Seven. Quote, one extra monthly payment per year on your mortgage shortens the length of your loan by years. Real Estate Broker, 2001. While working through the specifics of our first home purchase, our real estate agent made a passing comment concerning our mortgage payments. For her, I think it was just a simple fact about the mechanics of amortization schedules. But for me, it became a life-changing goal. Make one extra monthly payment each year on my mortgage. Over the course of the next 16 years, We've worked hard to add a little extra each month to our mortgage principal, even if it's just $50. In the end, most years it's added up to a full extra monthly payment. As a result, we're on track to have our mortgage fully paid well before 2031. And for that, I'm forever grateful.
You just listened to the post titled Seven Pieces of Financial Advice That Forever Changed My Life by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. And once again, a big thank you to Health IQ for sponsoring today's episode. Do you exercise or work out daily? Then you definitely deserve lower rates on life insurance. Health IQ uses science and data to secure special rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including avid cyclists, runners, strength trainers, vegans, and more. Research shows that if you frequently exercise with intensity, you have a 22% lower cancer risk, 56% lower heart disease risk, and up to 34% lower risk of early death. But historically, life insurance companies penalize you for family history, BMI, and other attributes, yet you don't get rewarded for being active and health conscious. And that's where Health IQ comes in. They're different in that they will reward you with special rates on life insurance. You can get more info and a free quote using our link. Check them out at healthiq.com finance. That's healthiq.com finance. And that's a wrap for another of our Minimalist Monday shows. I will be back at you tomorrow with a post from Sam of Financial Samurai. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.